the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So tomorrow is or was going to be a really full day if you're a sports fan of Ohio teams. Ohio State, a 15th-ranked men's basketball team, was supposed to play Kentucky in Las Vegas. Uh, There was a time I was going to go to that game. Uh, Plans changed. I ended up not going to the game. And I'm glad because there's no game to go to. The game has been canceled. Big deal, doubleheader, CBS Sports, Ohio State, Kentucky, number 21, Kentucky, number 15, Ohio State. Why is the game canceled? Kentucky chicken out? No. Ohio State COVIDed out. Yes, the Buckeyes have a COVID outbreak of positive tests, okay? So they were ready to leave yesterday. They tested, which I'm sure was required by CBS and everybody you know around Ohio State, and a player tested positive. So then they had to test every other player, because, of course, this player has been around all the other players, and they waited their requisite 15 minutes. And a couple other players tested positive. So now they're faced with a dilemma. Do we have enough players to play Kentucky? Answer, yes. So do we want to travel to Las Vegas and play anyway? Well, the guys who tested positive have to quarantine here for 10 days. If a player had gotten on a plane, flown to Vegas, and tested positive in Vegas that player would have had to quarantine in Vegas for 10 days. And I know, I know you're thinking, those of you with your minds in the gutter, oh, that player would probably be pretty happy if he had to quarantine. The key word is quarantine in Vegas now. No, he wouldn't want to quarantine in Vegas. He'd be away from friends and family over what? Christmas. So no, so they, they, they opted out. Smart move given the rules that apply. What about the game Tuesday night, Bruce? Uh, the game Tuesday night is at this moment on... And by Tuesday night, we'll know who tested positive because they won't be able to play because they'll still be in 10-day quarantine. Okay, other than the Buckeyes, the Browns are playing tomorrow. Uh, Well, the guys wearing Browns uniforms are playing tomorrow (laughs) because they've had, like, a ton of guys test positive for COVID, including both their quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. Now, no, they're not going to get out there tomorrow against the Raiders and play the single wing with all running backs in the backfield. Although that might be more entertaining to watch than the game that will actually play out. Who will quarterback for the Browns? Now, Bernie Kosar is not going to come out. Johnny Manziel is not going to come out. How many Browns quarterbacks could I name? Uh, We won't go through that exercise. Nick Mullins, the great Nick Mullins. The last time I saw Nick Mullins play quarterback, he was playing for Mississippi State, and they bent his leg into ways that the human leg is not meant to bend. 
and it was gruesome to look at Nick Mullins' broken leg. But he's back, and he's a player in the NFL, and he was on the practice squad, and now he's designated to be the Browns' starting quarterback. But if Case Keenum or Baker Mayfield are asymptomatic, feel fine, and get two straight negative COVID tests, one of them will be out there on Saturday. Now, this, I think, has brought out a very interesting scenario to me. What if we get to the Super Bowl and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are on the cusp of defending their Super Bowl championship? And on Wednesday of Super Bowl week, Tom Brady tests positive for COVID, but he feels fine because, you know, Tom Brady's eating kale ice cream and going to bed in, you know, footy pajamas made of cotton taken from the backs of llamas on top of a mountain in Nepal. Would they make Tom Brady sit out a Super Bowl because he has a positive test and he doesn't feel any symptoms? I think they might. I think they might. I think they're that married to the narrative that Tom Brady would somehow be a danger to the other guys in the huddle. Could they socially distance the huddle? Aaron, can you think of any ways we could get poor Tom Brady, who in my scenario is tested positive for COVID three days before the Super Bowl? Can you think of any way we can get Tom Brady on the field for the Super Bowl? Aaron's drawing a blank. He's shrugging his shoulders. There is no way to do that. No. Uh, So they've introduced some new protocols here in the National Football League to try to head off this outbreak league-wide of COVID. And I'm going to point out how nonsensical this is momentarily from personal information that I have. Here's what you can't do if you're a player in the National Football League and you've been vaccinated, okay? Now, how are the woke lefties missing out on this fastball in their wheelhouse of lies to not equate current conditions in the National Football League with modern-day slavery. I don't want to put any ideas in the thoughts of the rampant liberal sports media and all media, but it seems to me that if you tell a player or a coach they can't do any public appearances or any charity events, how is some... Stephen A. Smith type, Max Kellerman type, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich. I know they're NBA, but still. How are they not pleading that that's modern-day slavery? You cannot attend an indoor nightclub unless you are wearing PPE and there are no more than 10 people in the club. That might be a hopping club with less than 10 people in. Uh, You cannot go to an indoor bar other than to pick up food unless you are wearing PPE, and there are no more than 10 people in the bar. Again, that bar is struggling if only 10 people are in it. House gatherings. This is the one that stuck out to me. House gatherings of more than 15 people must take place without the player or without the staff member. All guests must wear masks or PPE and social distancing for more than 15 people. Ah, Crazy. Cannot attend an indoor music concert or entertainment event. Cannot attend a professional sporting event other than the NFL game, of course. 
unless the player or teammate or fellow staff member is seated in a separate seating section. What? What kind of seat do you have? I'm in row 10107. Where are you? I'm in row 12108. See you after the game, sweetheart. Okay, why is this ridiculous, Bruce? Why is this not a prudent way to cut off the spread of COVID in the professional sports ranks? Because I know personally, okay, I've covered sports a long time. I got a lot of friends who are professional athletes. I know personally of two professional athletes currently playing in a major sports league, one of the big three. There are only two playing right now, so that kind of narrows it down. Who paid a doctor to provide them proof of vaccination and booster. Okay, no, I'm not telling you who. But I know this happened. And I know that other professional athletes have the means to do the same thing. And here's the other thing. When I was questioning the person who told me this, I said, how did you go about this? Well, the person didn't really want to give me all the particulars. But some of the particulars involve a physician, licensed physician, practicing physician, who has thought this process through and has what I equated to a a wine cellar of vaccines. Because all these vaccines are tracked and treated and dated and all that stuff, right? So this physician had a wine cellar of vaccines, basically, and said, if I'm going to give you the double-dose vaccine and the booster vaccine, the vaccines have to come from a certain lot. Otherwise, the vaccine card will look phonied up, and if it's phonied up, ah, that is a federal crime. Now, why would a doctor do this? I was thinking this through on my own, and I'm thinking, okay, Are doctors wealthy? Yes, most are wealthy or on their way to being wealthy after they pay off their massive college debt. Foolish doctors. They should wait for Joe and Nancy to eradicate their debt. But most of them, having decided to enter the medical profession, are responsible individuals and feel compelled to actually pay off their debts. So doctors wealthy? Yes. Would wealthy people be big Biden supporters? Well, some of them are. Some of them are wealthy. That doesn't mean they're smart. But a lot of doctors are wealthy, and most of them are smart, and most of them are conservative, or a lot of them are conservative. At least enough of them are conservative. That there would be a fair amount of them who would view vaccine mandates as overreach by the government, and wouldn't they be equipped mentally to understand whether COVID in an elite athlete is a real and dire threat to that athlete, or is perhaps introducing a vaccine that has not been on the market long enough to have its possible side effects gauged? Would that be a risk worth running? 
there will be some professional athletes who will not want to run that risk, and there will be some physicians who will understand why they do not want to run that risk, and there will be some physicians who don't like this president and who are more than willing to think through how to circumvent whatever mandates the leagues put on them. This is happening, and it is happening to a degree that the leagues don't want to know about it. All they care is that their players are viewed as having jumped through the proper hoops in order to be able to compete. And the players want to compete because they want to get paid. So this government is not smart enough. I would dare say no government is smart enough unless they strap you down and shoot that stuff into you themselves and don't put it past them to kind of steward over a very oppressive but nevertheless not personally directly oppressive effort to vaccinate everybody you must get vaccinated you must show a card yeah sure that looks like they're being very vigilant but there are ways around it and there are wealthy young men, and I'm sure young women, professional athletes, who are finding the ways around it. And there are many physicians who are more than willing, and I don't think it's necessary for the compensation, although I'm sure they're compensated. There are many physicians who are willing to help them circumvent it. So that's a thing. And keep that in mind when you hear these stories like, oh my goodness, this many people tested positive, and we're going to cancel the game, and this guy's got to play, it's all... I personally think, I can't prove this, but it's my personal opinion is that in the kind of body that a professional athlete has, if I can get COVID, recover from COVID, produce natural immunities, and not have any issues with it since, isn't it reasonable to assume that a professional athlete would be able to do the same? I think that is a reasonable assumption, and I am much more prone to be reasonable than I am to be histrionic and reactionary. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. You can also download The Answer app. That'll give you access to Hugh Hewitt. One touch in the morning. All the latest from Inside the Beltway, and then Mike Gallagher after that. Uh, I come along at 11. Then after myself, it is Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder. Uh, Interesting story today in the Capital Insider column in the Columbus Dispatch. I am critical often of Dispatch Politics editor Daryl Rowland. Today, I applaud his even-handed reporting of Democratic State Senator Sherrod Brown. Daryl Rowland notes that Sherrod Brown is a fraud on the filibuster. Now, the filibuster is a tactic in the Senate, the U.S. Senate, that keeps a simple majority from having its way. 51 votes cannot override 49 votes if there are enough senators who are willing to participate in a filibuster and keep an issue from coming to the floor 
for a vote. It takes 60 votes to get something to the floor for a vote. And, of course, Sherrod Brown and almost every other Democratic senator is against the filibuster right now because Republicans are using it to keep some of Joe Biden's policies that they disapprove of from coming to a vote. So you hear all the time, we must get rid of the filibuster. One senator should not be able to stop us from having this conversation. And they point their invective at Joe Manchin of West Virginia, sometimes at Kristen Cinema of Arizona. It's interesting, though, when the liars, sorry, I have to tell the truth, they are liars, Cori Bush, Ilhan Omar, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, and others in the House make that statement, and even Bernie Sanders, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, <laughs> between bites of tapioca, Bernie Sanders will make that point. We can't let one senator delay this vote. Well, it is not one senator. It is one Democratic senator, or a few. It's also all 50 Republican senators. They don't count for anything. They have the wrong letter next to their name. But Sherrod Brown, career politician, who's been in the Senate since January the 3rd, 2007, and was on the public dole as a boy wonder politician as far back as, man, the first time I interviewed Sherrod Brown, I was at the Bell Fountain Examiner. And he was an Ohio House representative. Like, this dude... This was the early 80s, okay? He's been in public life for 40 years. 40. And I have a buddy. I mean, a really good buddy. As good a buddy as he can be, being in the bag for Sherrod Brown, who last week was lecturing me. You're too tough on Sherrod. Sherrod's a good man. I got to get you together. I'm like, Sherrod will not be your friend if you get him together with me. Because I will take him on on all his silly positions. And he said, you know, Sherrod hasn't been in public life his whole life. He taught. He taught in college. I'm like, wait a second. Like, he taught in college because he was a politician, and he's on state teacher's retirement, and you're telling me that's his best example of living a real life? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Doesn't qualify. So today, Daryl Rowland quotes Sherrod Brown saying this. Republican politicians are weaponizing, redistricting to choose their voters rather than the other way around in Ohio and across the country. We can't let them get away with weakening voters' voices in our democracy. It's time to end the filibuster and protect voting rights. Typical Democratic tactic. Magnify something that is not a problem. Not even, it's not even a problem. It doesn't even exist, the suppression of voting rights. What are we in the 1950s South now with the suppression of voting rights? You know, Democrats would be for suppressing voting rights if they could suppress their way to victory all the time. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, the world's biggest loser, because she will not let go of her defeat in the Georgia governor's race by 50,000 votes. Not exactly a close margin. That's why I call her the world's biggest loser, because she revels 
in losing. Her reputation is wrapped up in losing. Her axe has been ground into dust over losing a Republican to a Republican, Brian Kemp, who himself will soon be ousted by another Republican. But Sherrod Brown ponies up this phony excuse that, oh, voting, gerrymandering, it's meant to keep people from voting. No, it's not meant to keep people from voting. You want, you're mad other people have control of it because you would like to control it so you could cook the books so you could get elected the people you want to get elected. So Sherrod Brown says it's time to end the filibuster and protect voting rights. Funny, though, Daryl Rowland, good job, Daryl, notes in the dispatch that in April of 2017, Sherrod Brown was among 61 senators who signed a two-paragraph letter to the Senate that supported the filibuster. We are united in our determination to preserve the ability of members to engage in extended debate. Therefore, we are asking you to join us in opposing any effort to conter, curtail the existing rights and prerogatives of senators to engage in full and robust debate. Mm, it was good when he could use it to his advantage. It's bad now that he can't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.